Welcome to the Decompression Chamber. I am Andrea, and joining me this week is my shipmate, Chris Brown. Chris, how are you doing tonight? Pretty good. Glad to be here. Good to see you again. Yeah, thanks so much for coming on, man. Absolutely. It's interesting. Never done a podcast, so All right. Fantastic. Well, hey, first time for everything. I've never hosted one before, certainly not effectively, so yeah. Um. Well, awesome, man. Well, yeah, just to kind of give people the backstory, I, I first met you, I guess it had to have been in 2010 or 2011 in uh, the not-so-great state of Washington uh, doing Navy stuff, but, uh, of course, that's not where anyone's story begins. Where are you from? I'm from central New York. Okay. Uh, a little city, city called Utica. It's about 30 minutes south, or, I'm sorry, 30 minutes I know Utica. That's uh, where Fat Cat's Comedy Club is. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, I've I've actually born been there, believe it or not. Wow. Yeah, born and raised. And uh, for those of you who may not know uh, and seen the show The Office, the Utica Paper Company, yeah, that's <laughs> the same place. All right. All right. Awesome. Okay, so, yeah, from uh, central New York, uh, I mean, Beautiful surrounding area in some cases, uh, <laughs> I suppose, depending on the weather. Uh, but yeah, what was your upbringing like? You had brothers, sisters. What would you like to do? I've got a half brother. i got a half brother. Okay. Um, my brother and I had our upbringings were a little different. We're seven years apart. Um, my dad was in prison. Uh, oh, his geez. dad was adopted me. So it kind of. Wow. Upbringing felt a little different. We didn't have a lot of money as I was growing up. And then as, you know, he got older and they had a little bit more. So, um, you know, it's was, it was just a little different. You know, he, he graduated Victorian of his high school, went to an, uh, got scholarships, went to uh, wow. uh, uh, Rochester Institute of Technology. He got a physics degree and Holy is like shit. a legit physicist right now. Yeah, he um, a dude. Worked, his way, worked his way up and now he's an actual physicist with a top secret clearance and works for MIT. Holy crap. That is, that's impressive. I, some papers were dropped. I, I, I think my mom hit me in a ceiling fan or something. I don't, I don't know. I think it was, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what happened to me. Um, clearly genes came from his dad. I don't know. Something. But, yeah. Those genius genetics missed, missed you though. Huh? That's happens. I don't know what happened. I uh, got more plenty. I don't know if he got more Flintstone vitamins than I did. I, I, I don't know. Uh, I'm, well, I'm sure he might. He probably can't <laughs> even explain it either. I mean, he's a physicist, not a geneticist. But, uh, but yeah. it, I mean, did you get more of the brawn, more of the athleticism? or? Yeah. Yeah, I was always the athlete, you know. Right on. He was on the bowling, he was on the bowling team. I was a football guy, so. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey footballer can probably bowl a bowler probably can't play football so that's a good you got the good trade-off there and, and i forget did you say he was older or younger or same age younger he's seven years younger oh okay yeah. okay yeah that's pretty decent age difference then um all right awesome so all right grown up you got a little bit of a different household but uh what was your you know what was your view on the military did you have any exposure to it or any thoughts about it growing up so nobody in my family was in the military. Nobody in my family were police officers. Nobody was in public service. Um, I grew up in a bad area in Utica. I know you said you've been there. Are you familiar with West Utica? 
No, um, no. Like I went to the comedy club, which is like in a little strip mall, and that was it. And I got the fuck out. <laughs> so... Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah just so, looking at a map, I'm like, uh, this doesn't look like a good place. Yeah, no, it's not. So <laughs> it was, um, yeah, it was, it was interesting. But um, what was the question again? I'm sorry. Oh, uh, yeah. So you think about joining the military, but like you said, no one you knew. Oh, no yeah, family. Right. Yeah. Right, right. So it wasn't really a big thing. It's, Utica's not a military town. And um, I was never really, honestly, all through high school, I told myself, I'm not joining the military. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Oh, but wow. it turns out, you know, when I graduated, I, um, I wanted to be a commercial diver. Makes sense. So I went to Jacksonville. Yeah, I went to Jacksonville, Florida um, when I was 18. Um, I went to the Commercial Diving Academy of St. John's River, oh, Jacksonville. Wow. Um, which is kind of like the civilian version of Navy Diver. I yeah, think yeah. it's gas. It's, it's mixed surface to, to um, surface mixed mixed air gas diving. Right. But um, uh, that didn't really work out. Uh, when I did a little bit more, I should have done a little more research before I went down there. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've all made mistakes. My my life has had a lot of trial and error. Yeah. Like uh, you know. Well, that happens a lot more you know, you when start. you're still a teenager. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't have really any guidance. I mean, my, my stepdad, you know, used to tell me all the time that he can't wait till I left the house, and I was kind of living on my own anyway. So yeah. it's a bad situation. It's a bad situation. But yeah. Um, so yeah, I went down there. I tried it out. Um, after mm-hmm. doing being down there a couple months, I realized, you know, this really isn't for me. It's not that I didn't like diving. I love being around the water. I love diving. I loved all that. Um, I was good at the school. I just, I passed my flange project, which is like a, uh, where they duct tape your mask and you got to put together a flange, basically blindfolded underwater in a, in a 20, 20 foot tank. Oh, wow. Um, but all the money is like offshore. You know, you got to work for oil, like oil company offshore. Oh, and like yeah, company. yeah. And that's kind of equivalent to like almost a military lifestyle, not in the sense of how strict it is and, and how they talk to you and their lifestyle, but you're away from home all the time. I've, I've always wanted some sort of a life, you know, I don't want to spend my entire life working um, offshore on an oil platform. Right. Seven, because it makes real money. You got to be offshore seven to nine months out of the year. Holy crap. Yeah. That's, that's a while. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you'll you'll make good money. Don't get me wrong; you'll make six figures. But I'm not trying to work eight months straight out of the year. Hell no. So, I um, looked at inshore dive companies, people that uh, do um, construction, underwater construction on immovable underwater structures, such as bridges, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and uh, that looked cool, but the the pay is low. It was surprising. They really, yeah, they really don't pay. A lot of companies were starting divers off at thirty something thousand dollars. What so the I was fuck? Like, yeah. That's wild. Yeah, it was mind, it was mind blowing, mind blowing. So um, a lot of people are like, well, underwater welding. Well, I went to, I did uh, welding for two years in high school. Mm-hmm. I went to vocational school and got AWS certified in gas tungsten arc welding and and uh, you know did all that. And um, I, I had my experience in welding and. Um, most welding is done topside. It's done right, right. In the surface, when you weld something underwater, um, under a direct current, not an alternating current, it's one of the biggest difference. But when you do it, when you do it underwater, mm-hmm. you have to um, 
when when you weld something and it, and it cools automatically, oh, of it, there, there tends to be there tends to be cracks in it, stuff like that. So a lot of the oh, stuff is right. done topside, and then lowered underwater. The only welding that's done underwater are done on things that cannot be brought to the surface. Like, for example, for, you know, underwater oil platforms, uh, the structures that hold to the, to the sea floor, stuff like that. Sure. Um, those that's the only type of welding. Underwater welding is probably like two percent of the job, maybe one percent of the job. Okay, gotcha. Makes sense. And uh, a lot of the a lot of the schools will try to get you to pay to get certified in that while you're there. It's like an extra three week course, right. but it's a waste of money because for those of for anybody who might be listening that wants to go to do that, mm-hmm. when you go to a big company and go offshore and they want you to do underwater welding, they'll pay for you to go do it for free. Of course, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I recommend just get your thing, go whatever. But long story short, I went down to Florida. Um, I tried that out, decided it wasn't for me, and want something different. Yeah. So I called my adopted father, my mom, who did whatever he wanted to do, um, and they said, "You're on your own. We don't care." So sad, too bad. Oh, jeez. Um, and that was it. From that moment on, uh, at 18 years old, I was on my own. I've never received one dime from that one person ever. Holy shit. I have not. Yeah, so that was it. I um, I got I talked to the, the head of the dive academy, and um, he let me work at the dive academy, taking out garbage, operating a forklift that I had no license to operate, but I used to operate anyway. <laughs> forklift certifications. There's another one. You probably make more doing that than underwater, di- you know, for diving stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. So um, I did that. I took out trash for about a week, uh, maybe a week and a half, two weeks. And then I saved up money for a plane ticket one way back to Syracuse, New York, mm-hmm. by Utica. Um, got back to Syracuse. I had no ride home. I, again, my parents didn't pick me up. At this point, I still haven't even met my father. Wow. So, uh, well, I, well, I did. I graduated high school, but we, we didn't talk, so I think he went back to prison. But... Yeah, yeah. So I ended up having some change in my pocket. And um, feel free to stop me and ask questions along the way. I know no. I'm kind of long-winded. No, all good, man. Um, but uh, so I'm left at the Syracuse Airport. I got a little suitcase um, full of, you know, probably about three or four different outfits. Mm-hmm. I've got a blanket, got a pillow, and I'm chilling. And I was there probably a day and a half um, trying to figure out how to get home. Uh, I get a hold of my uncle with my great uncle, my mom's uncle, mm-hmm. uh, Teddy. I use the name Teddy. He picked me up from the Air Force, only one. Holy so, shit, dude. I collected, I collected that 50, 75 cents, whatever it was, that took me to call him, but I did. I called him. Uh, he came and picked me up, brought me to Boonville, New York. Okay. And if you're not from Central New York, you don't know where Boonville, New York is. Okay, <laughs> Boonville, New York is the middle of nowhere. John Deere, everybody's got a John Deere tractor. It's, it's yeah. like, you know, it's one of those places where the school has tractor days, where the kids drive their tractors nice. to That's school. Awesome. It's probably an hour. Yeah, it's probably about an hour away from Utica. So so I go there. I get a job at a Blizzard company making uh, trailers for snowmobiles. Okay. I'm about 19 years old at this point. Yeah. Um, it took me, it, it, totally mind-blown at people that say, well, I can't find a job. Okay, I've never had a point in my life where I couldn't find a job unless I'm Yeah, yeah. But I people try to 
do only what they want. Sometimes you got to settle and take whatever's available. I, I didn't have any construction experience at all. I was doing, you know, I took a minimum wage job. Um, I worked there for probably a month, month and a half, until I got fired because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, these things happen. But hey, you had a month and a half of pay. What the fuck, you know? Yeah, yeah, checks. more than I have pay. So I gave him money. I gave my my, my great uncle a little bit of money, um, and I was pretty productive because he was married to. I I seriously, I hope you're strapped in because I can't make this shit up. I really can't. He was married to a deaf woman. The All deaf right. woman taught me sign language. Taught me sign language while I was there. She pulled out a book, put it on the table, and um, I learned to spell the alphabet out in sign language and little slangs along the way. Hell yeah. Um. Which ended up being useful in my job now, uh, but anyway. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so I get tanked from this blizzard place making trailers. Yeah. Right, but I'm but I'm but I'm determined. Okay. Of course. Determined. So I, I so I go get a job at it, do what everybody else in, in New York State does, go work at a pizzeria. Hell so yeah. I got a job over at this place called Capri Pizza, in Boonville, New York. Perfect. Um, my uncle. It was in like a little town of Boonville, which mm-hmm. is probably like three block, three blocks long. Yeah, that's all you um, need. Four blocks. <laughs> so uh, I worked there part time, two days a week, and you know I tell my uncle, probably the only person in my life that's ever helped me. Mm-hmm. You know, I I can't sit here, I can't sit here and mooch off you. I yeah. can't do it. Um, I'm only working two days a week. I'm not making enough money. I gave him money anyway, even though he didn't ask for it. I left it on the counter. Yeah. Um and and I had him drop me off in Utica. Mm-hmm. Okay, my grandma, I grew up on the west side. My mm-hmm. grandma lived in the west side. For those of you who don't know Utica, New York, that's the hood. All right, that's a bad area. It's <laughs> over by the brewery. Um, ah, Saratoga. Just about enough yeah, said. <laughs> Sar- yeah, yeah, Saratoga Street, Lenox Avenue, that whole area. Yeah. Um, so he drops me off. My, uh, my grandma's getting public assistance to pay for her rent. Mm-hmm. Um, God rest her soul. She's dead now. She died in 2019. Oh, sorry to but hear. she, uh, against that and, 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 uh, with her being in fear of not getting public assistance anymore for her rent, she let me stay in one of her spare bedrooms, which is a very, very, very small apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, her apartment was probably under 200 square feet. <laughs> it was really small. Mm-hmm. It's probably maybe 200 square feet, maybe. It's comprised of a living room, a very small. Uh, kitchen, very small bathroom, mm-hmm. and a very, very, very small one bedroom. She slept on the couch anyway every night. I don't know why? So it kind of, you know, was conducive to the situation. So wow. I stayed there for a while. Um, I got a job working at Walmart as an overnight cashier. Okay. Uh, uh, overnights for eleven oh five an hour, which back in 2009 wasn't so bad. No, no, not at all. I think that's probably about what I was making uh, as a hotel front desk clerk, so probably not even yeah. that much, now that I think about it. So, I was an overnight cashier at Walmart. That was fun. Um, interesting, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, did, that for about, did that for about seven months, 32 hours a week, every week. Uh, saved up a little bit of money. I bought a Ford Explorer for a thousand dollars. Had two hundred thirty-eight thousand miles on it. Hell yeah! Um, this thing had a like a bent front axle on it. And <laughs> that I, doesn't really need to be that straight. I mean, okay, it got room. it got me from yeah, it got me from A to B. It's had a little matters. bit of rust on it, and it, 
anybody from upstate New York knows that pretty much every vehicle that's over five years old has a little bit of rust on it up there, four years old, just because of the, the salt on the roads. But of course. A little bit of rust, not too bad, but AC worked, heat worked, got me from A to B. There you um, go, man. I couldn't really go... I couldn't really go above 45 miles an hour because because of the bent axle it kind of kind of felt like the columbian space shuttle re-entering the atmosphere so it was, <laughs> with probably about the same that, result if you got it up high you know going fast enough yeah yeah Jesus. it's kind of like the the navy humvees you know when we got past a certain yeah speed <laughs> limit you know yeah <laughs> yeah so that was that was interesting uh it was an interesting vehicle um, so I stayed there, you know, I, I ended up getting a girlfriend, mm-hmm. uh, couldn't stay there for too long, six or seven months. Uh, me and the girlfriend crashed and burned, go figure. Yeah. Um, so and, uh, that ended up being my daughter who I have full custody of now, who's now be 14 this year wow. being her mom. Awesome. So not only, not only did I have a girl pregnant, I had nothing going for me and I was working part-time living in the hood at my grandma's house. But it was in a bad situation. So my yeah. uncle across the street, my uncle across the street, who's now a meth head, um, oh, came across the street. I'm pretty sure he was smoking meth back then, too. It just wasn't as, as bad. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you need to leave. Grandma's going to get in trouble. And... Yeah, you're saying your uncle, who's uh, who, he was a meth head, he's saying you got to get out of there. You got to get your grandma in yeah, trouble. Yeah, and... yeah. My grandma's going to get in trouble because you're, you're staying here. And I'm like, look, man, I got nowhere else to go. Yeah, and then do? he was like, well, I can't stay here either or something like that. And I was like, dude, you're almost 40 years old. I'm 19. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Give me, give me a little bit problem. to get, like, get this together, you know? Jeez. So, uh, yeah, let's take a seat my backyard. So, uh, nice. so, yeah, man. So I uh, get into an argument with him. And, um, I mean, you can't reason with somebody who's being unreasonable. So. No, especially not on that, drugs. That argument... That argument ensued, and he said, either leave or I'm going to basically tell on grandma and get you both in trouble. And I don't know what. He's probably high when he said all this. Oh, yeah, probably. Whatever. So, so I went to, yeah, so I went to living out of my uh, Ford Explorer, man. I lived in my Ford Explorer. Because the last thing I wanted was my grandma to get in trouble. Right. So uh, I lived out of this Ford Explorer. I got all my belongings in the back. Um, I've got... Uh, a membership of Planet Fitness. I used to go shower there. Um, people used to ask me, you know, why? Because I, I didn't really have too much money for gas. So I used to basically live in the Walmart parking lot, man. I lived in the Walmart parking lot. Uh, back then, Walmart, Walmart took 24 hours. So I was I was 19 years old and with no one. Jeez, nobody but myself, me, and no family to, to help me out. I tried calling my aunt. Um, he let, let me stay on her couch and she's like, well, I'm going to tell you the same thing I told Carl and that's, uh, my, the uncle that I got an argument with. Yeah. She's like, we just don't have the room. We just don't have the room. And I was like, but he's like 39. I'm 19. Like, I, yeah, yeah. I might need a little like, bit I'm, more help, you know? Yeah. Like I, I haven't gotten my life together yet. You know, I've, I've got. I got a, you know, I got a kid on the way. I've got, I've got to get a stable job. I've got these student loans still from the dive academy that's ruining my credit. Oh, right, 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 yeah. Because I, I can't pay. Yeah. So I end up, I end up uh, staying in the in the SUV for a while. I don't remember how long. Um, 
but you get used to solitude after a while. And, uh, you know, I used to, people started asking questions like, how come you're always to work so early or you know, how come you, uh, you know, stuff like that. People that work there and I would lie and tell them like, oh yeah, you know, I was sleeping on time and, yeah. and all that stuff. Cause, cause people judge, you know, oh, when yeah. they, when they think, when they see somebody in a certain situation and, for sure. um, so I, uh, I worked there for a while and, uh, one day I was working and I remember I can't make this story up. I was working the cash register and I used to comb my hair, you know, because I had the $10 a month plan of fitness membership. I used to, um, work out while I was there and stuff. And of course, yeah. And, uh, I remember, uh, this guy named Alan, named Alan, he was the sales manager at Carbone Honda. <laughs> so it was, it was probably, three miles from the Walmart that I was working at in New Hartford, which is right outside Utica. Yeah. And, uh, Alan goes, Hey man, you like working here? Just, I saw he talks and I was like, ah, ah, you know, it's okay. He's like, yeah. your hair looks good. I was like, thanks. He's like, <laughs> you want to come? He's like, uh, you want, you want to leave this place? And I was like, yeah, I do. If I find something better, he's like, Hey, well, why don't you, hey, why don't you come work for me? I was like, where do you work at? And he was like, well, I'm the sales manager at Carbon Honda. Come, want to come sell cars? All Your right, hair looks okay. good. He's like, you take care of yourself. You come here over. Come on, come down here. Come see me. So I was like, well, when? He was like, come, when you get off work? I was like, uh, it's 8 o'clock in the morning. He was like, when you get off, come, you know, come down there. I'll keep my door open. Just like that. Oh, that's great. So man. I get off. So what they do is they bulk up in the summertime on salesmen. Uh, and whoever's not, whoever's not selling cars at the end of the three, four months of summer, they get, they cut them and they keep the individuals that are selling cars or, or more cars. Cause it's all about money. In, oh, in of course. Game. Yeah. Commission. Uh, well, everything is, but that particular, you know, car sales is, is competitive. So sure. I left. So, um, me not being as experienced in life as I am now, you know, I said, okay, yeah, I'll do it. Should just stuck with Walmart, but yeah. Uh. It was, some, you lose it was something. Safe. Something to yeah. learn. Yeah. But you know, I took a risk. So I went. I uh, got off work. I never, you know, I uh, at this point my backtrack a little bit. My Ford Explorer had been totaled. Oh jeez. Um, I, I was driving on the road. Um, me and this lady almost got into a side collision. We didn't see each other in our blind spots. Oh. And uh, Ford Explorers are top heavy. They're top heavy. Yep. So it kind of like swerved and slammed into a guardrail and got totaled. So uh, I was literally like just doing wherever, whenever at this point. And yeah. uh, so I ended up walking down to the car dealership, which is three miles in the cold because it was still was still a little cold. Upstate New York, it's yeah. you know, pretty drifty. Yeah, um, it wasn't wasn't it was it was springtime. So they were getting ready for the summertime. But it, in upstate New York, springtime weather is like in the 40s. So yeah, it's still cold right now. <laughs> yeah, still yeah. sucks. So, so I walk down to this car dealership, and uh, I sit in the lobby, and I'm probably about 30 minutes early from whatever time he said. So, I'm I'm waiting and uh, just waiting. I fall asleep in the lobby. Oh, I geez. wake up. And it's the afternoon, man. I wake up, it's like 2 p.m. Oh, crazy. And I'm like, oh, my fuck, I overslept this, this interview. I'm screwed. Yeah. So I go knock on the door. I, go, I look in his office. He's in there with the door open. Yeah. So I knock on the door. I'm so sorry I fell asleep. He's like, don't worry about it. Come in. He's like, he's like, sit down, shut the door. 
he's like he's like i like you you walked all the way down here you worked all night he's like i just let you sleep he's like i'm not worried about it yeah he's yeah. like he's like so you want to sell cars and he, he talked me into it. he's real slick his hair was over he oh, was of tall course. yeah he's a salesman that's kind of what they do man <laughs> so he worked he worked me right into it um they sent me to sales school for three weeks um i don't remember how i got there i think i made friends with somebody and just rode with them oh yeah um Have to. you know i did what i had to do how i had to do it in every way and pulled every string i could for a long time yeah. so i ended up getting, getting a ride from uh i think his name was alan his name was also alan yeah 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 so we ended up going uh um going to the sales training which was three weeks long I get done with that. I go back and sell cars for four months, five months, I mm-hmm. think. I do pretty well first, not too bad. Yeah. Um, I met some, I met some interesting characters <laughs> along the way. I would have to think so, whether that be the other salespeople or the clientele. Yeah. Um, I ended up getting uh, a roommate in uh, Sylvan Beach, New York. Okay. I don't know if you know where that is. No. How far is that from... All it's a lake. It's it's a lake just outside Rome, New York. Okay. Rome, New York is probably about twenty minutes from Utica. Okay. It's where uh, the old Griffiths Air Force Base is. So, so I go up there. I, I uh, reconnect with this old friend from high school, mm-hmm. and we end up uh, staying in this trailer, and uh, it's in a trailer park. And I was fuck it. It's the only thing I I had going for me, you know. So yeah. I was like, "Well, do it, do it, man." It was like two fifty a month. Yeah, you know. Oh man, I was, I was doing it. So I ended up. Uh, I don't remember how I did it, but I was like begging and pleading for my mom to let me use her car. Yeah. So we should, for a while I would, I would work at the dealership, drive it home, get up at like three o'clock in the morning, drive it all the way back to Utica, pick up my mom take her to work and then go to work at the at the dealership get off work go pick her up bring her home and then go home now Jeez. this is probably the, the one of the only times in my life my mom really helped me out which was nice so i will say that yeah yeah no, uh, no nothing, transportation yeah nothing monetarily or anything like that just just with the vehicle because i literally had nothing yeah uh, and, and no money to buy another one so yeah, yeah. Um, but I did, I did that for a while um then uh, my adopted father, who was a complete tool, uh, at least at least to me, yeah. um, started getting attitude about me using the car because I was putting miles on it and all this stuff. So uh, I end up I end up taking the car away. I got no way to get to work. I ended up figuring out getting rides whenever I could anyway. Yeah. But uh, it turns out. Um, I ended up getting let go from car sales. Uh, uh, there were four of us that got hired. Out of the four of us, they kept one. They kept a guy named, they, actually, Alan, the guy they used to ride with. I think yeah. his name was Alan. Um, and uh, they, you know, got, got fired again. So just on to the next one. Um, I applied, applied, applied to different places. I worked at Taco Bell for two weeks, which I recommend to nobody. That's rough, dude. Uh, uh, I worked in a welding shop for a few weeks. Um, it had been a few years since I started welding, so I got fired from that place. Um, uh, because I didn't know I was making you know gas tanks for DPW trucks. Okay. You know minimum wage, Jeez. and the guy was just like, "Look, man, I got a full house. I brought you in because 
you know, pretty much it was cheap. He was honest with me. He's yeah. like, it was cheap labor. He's like, but now with the busy season's over with, I don't really need you anymore. So I guess it's more of a layoff, more than a fire. I'll admit when I get fired. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. The Blizzard, the Blizzard company was just like, you know, this ain't working out. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, they future but, uh, endeavored you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know a lot of people are like stepbrothers. I wasn't fired, I was laid off. There's a difference. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which, so. So, yeah, I mean, are you, you're still... You know, so you're still thinking locally. Okay, what can I get locally? What's going on? Right. I mean, you, right, it right, sounds right. like pretty much at this at this point. No offense, you've kind of exhausted all local options. So what? Uh, yeah. What gets you thinking? I feel uh, like bigger. I feel like this podcast is going to turn into like a Joe Dirt type story. You know, like yeah, that's all right. <laughs> we have uh, we have a viral moment. I'd be all right with that. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so I end up. Uh, I ended up going from job to job for a while, working every place under the Home Depot for like a few weeks. It was like, it was like a, um, it was like one of those thing. things where you stand up front for like day labor stuff or you actually worked in the building. No, I actually didn't work at Home Depot. That was afterwards. After I was active duty. Sorry. Oh, okay. The, I worked at Taco Bell, um, which again, don't recommend anybody. And then after that, I worked at, uh, um, a store called Express in the mall. Um, I don't know how I got that job, but I did. And they got me a huge discount on clothes, so I got bought a, a couple T-shirts. At yes. this point, I have I had moved from Sylvan Beach to Utica. Um, the the house that I was living in, my adoptive father, um, he owned it, mm-hmm. and um, I was living down. There was a downstairs and an upstairs yeah. um, apartment. The downstairs apartment that I was in. Um, had no kitchen floor so it was it was all ripped up um it had uh this is my daughter by the way my podcast you come say hi <laughs> yeah. fair enough my teenager <laughs> awesome thir- thir- 13 going on 30 i'll say hi just yeah. jack yeah it's all right um so yeah, there was uh there's no kitchen floor, everything was ripped up, there was no construction. Um Damn, dude. I used to shut my bedroom door at night because it'd be bats flying up and down the hallway. Bats. Uh, <laughs> yeah, That's the craziest infestation I've ever heard. Oh uh, dude, it was it was you would hear them like in the walls, you know, <laughs> the the and you would hear you would hear like uh Count Dracula flapping his wings going up and down. There was, like, there were so there was hiding under the, the covers the going, I thought ones, the fat game would be cooler. <laughs> all the regular ones were indistinguishable, okay? Yeah. But there was one that was like the mamba. Okay, this dude, it was like he could have been mistaken for Batman. Like he was huge. Like it oh, was damn. just so I came out I had a name for him and I can't remember what it was, but I named him. I remember coming out of my bedroom one morning. And uh, sometimes they'd be hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> what the fuck? Dude, that's wild. So, yeah, so this dude, the big one's in there, right? And I'm like, fuck, I don't know anything about bats. Yeah. Anything. All I know yeah. is I shut my door at night, they don't come in. Yeah. So I freaking, I I get a, a neighbor. So this girl that lives down the street called Sarah Dodge. Mm-hmm. Sarah, Sarah Dodge. I went down to her apartment. We went to grade school together. Yeah. And uh, we was with her parents down there. And I asked her. I was like, "Do you have a? Do you have like a pot? 
Like, I can like. She was like, "This is this is probably three o'clock in the morning." So uh, two o'clock yeah. in the morning. Maybe, she's, she's like, like "Why does this dude need to like boil sleeping. water so badly?" Oh, no, yeah. so, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. No, sorry, it was like eight o'clock in the morning. Sorry, because it was daytime. Because so, yeah. I, I just woke up at daytime. She's like, "What do you need a pop for?" I'm like to catch a bat. She goes, "What?" Yeah. I was like, "Yeah, I gotta get this. I gotta get this bat, dude, because like I want to walk around my house. I don't feel safe. You know, like this thing could eat me at any moment." So I get this. I get this pot. <laughs> we walk down the street. I can't make any of this story up, Andrea. I'm telling you, this is all 100% from my recollection. Nothing is far fetched. This is all happened. So I go back to my house, and me and Sarah, Sarah's staring at. Uh, she's standing by the doorway. And uh, cause she obviously she's not going to the bed. No. So I, I take this, take this pot, take this little folding chair I had. I go in the living room and I'm, and I'm getting ready, getting ready. I trap it. I trap it in the pot. I just scrape it off. I just scrape it off. Yeah. The just like you would a spider with a cup, but it's with a pot so, and a bat. Right. So this, this bat starts freaking out, right? Of course. So I had, it's called I bananas. <laughs> I had a garbage bag. And I was like, Sarah, give me the garbage bag. Give me the garbage bag. Give me the garbage bag. She gave me the garbage bag. I was able to get it in the garbage bag and pull the pot out. I don't know how I did it. But I got in the garbage bag, pulled the pot out. And these things are like are like rodents, okay? Oh, yeah. You, you've, got, you've got to get rid of them. Oh, so yeah. I took it outside and I just, just like bam, bam, and Flintstones. You know, just sitting against the ground. Yeah. So I got this. So I'm, I'm outside at 8 o'clock in the morning. Okay, with and starter gym shorts, with this garbage a bag bat to death with a bat, beating a bat to death <laughs> with Sarah in the background cheering me on. Okay, <laughs> from my front porch, <laughs> all this going on, I can't make it up, dude. Holy so crap. I put the I, I put the bat out by the curb, um, and uh, Recycling. went back in the house. Yeah. Right, went back in the house. Um, I've, I've still got to pay rent to my my uh, to my adoptive father. So yeah, yeah. I got to pay rent to this guy. This fucking this guy's charging me. I think it's like seven hundred, six hundred a month, five hundred, five hundred a month, five hundred <laughs> a month to live in a house with no power, no running water, nothing. But I had nowhere else to go, and I didn't want to yeah. live on the street. So right. I did whatever I could to try to save up the money. And uh, what I did is I kept working at Express. I used to walk to the mall. Four, uh, it was three and a half, four miles there, Jeez, three and a half, dude. four miles back. Every single day, I'd walk to Sangertown Mall in New Hartford from uh, Richardson Avenue, Utica, which is in South Utica off Genesee Street. So it was probably about three, four mile walk every day Damn, there, three, four mile wall, walk back. Um, so I did that until I eventually was recruited. Um, they loved me at Express, and I was recruited by Journeys. To go work at Journeys. Right. Well, I became a uh, co-store manager for Journeys. All right. I was one of two people with a key to the store. Um, I was a co-store manager, and then there was the area manager. So nice. either her or I had to be in the store. Um, I worked long hours. I was on salary, so I didn't get paid for any extra hours. But I had yeah. literally nothing. Go- I had nothing going for me. And unlike most kids who spend that time of their lives learning things from people and um, – getting guidance and having the opportunity to go home and stay with their parents and save money. I was fighting my, I was fighting for my survival. So I'm like, dude, I don't care. I don't care if it's 150 hours a week. If I got enough money to pay my rent, you know, and I'm, and I got enough money for food 
Because nobody was giving me food. My parents weren't giving my mom wasn't giving me food. Nobody was giving me food. I was left out I was, since the moment I got to that airport in Jacksonville. Besides the the only time was my mom let me use her car for those couple months. Yeah. I was, and I would, and she wasn't giving me food. I needed. That was the only help I got. So besides that, I've been on my own yeah, since dude. since then I had I landed in Syracuse, New York, from Jacksonville in the airport. So I'm 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 in the house. Um, I'm uh I'm working for Journey now. I'm a co-store manager. I do that for a while. Um, and so at the end of the night, I'm I'm, I'm pretty laid back, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. Listen, I'm I'm super young. I'm 20 years old, and uh, I'm the youngest co co store manager in Central New York. Um, and uh, at this point, I had been in talks with a recruiter. Okay. Um, I walked into the recruiting office, and you know most kids are like, you know, my my dad was in the military. My my mom was in the military. And they said I should join this branch and it's in the family or I did all this research. And I, I walked into the recruiting center mm-hmm. and I went to everybody and I said, my life sucks. Yeah. My life it's, sucks. It's... And I'm, I'm, I'm on my own. I'm by myself. I don't, yeah. I have nowhere to go. I'm living in a house with no running water and no power. I'm walking everywhere because I don't have a car. Yeah. Miles every day. I'm doing what I got to do without complaining. I just want one of you guys to get me out of here. Whoever can get me out of here the fastest, and I'll take any job you got. Yeah. Um, get me out of here, please. Yeah. And my name. Do something. You know, and the uh, Marines, you know, or Navy. That really is between the Army and the Navy who can get me out of here the fastest. Okay. You know. Rock on, man. Um, and the Navy ended up coming up with a job before the Army did. So I'm working at Journeys one day. My recruiter comes in to say hi. Um, doesn't say anything about being my recruiter or anything because, you yeah. know. Journeys would be too thrilled. <laughs> right, right. So the area manager happened to be in the store. Next thing you know, a week later, I get let go from Journeys. Uh... So here I am. And it at block one and the job that I'm looking at to leave for in the Navy is at the time was ABH. Mm-hmm. So uh, I ended up getting, you know, ABH. Um, I had no idea what it was. I just said, fuck it. Sign me out. I'm yeah, out. Yeah, Let me out of here. Give me some food, man. Just give me a, a hot meal and place to stay and whatever is ba- bare basics. Okay. Yeah, let's go from the bottom. Let's, of Let's do it. Yeah. So, right. So uh, I end up getting let go from there. Now I still got to pay rent. Because my adoptive father is so petty that he will he will evict me out of there. So um, it smells in the house, you know. It's, I got no, again, I got no water. I can't even turn a microwave. Um, I used to walk over to the pizzeria that was by my house that I worked at for five years when I was in high school, mm-hmm. and I got a job there when I was fourteen, and I worked until I was nineteen. Which I, I never get why he was like that to me because like I was never, you know, I never drank. Uh, I came home drunk one time when I was seven. Like 16 or whatever you know one time um i wasn't a drug addict you know i never did drugs Mm -hmm. um i was never skipping school like i was just i don't know it's because she didn't stick man you know so a lot a lot of people say why i did a lot lot of people say they got you know chicken shit in the stick but they want to write a sob story yeah you know i don't think i don't think i've ever said i worked with you and we, listen, when we sit, you know this, when we're sitting on a harbor boat, 
Yeah. And it's you and the other person. Like you learn a lot about that person. Oh yeah, you, you got know, nothing else to do. <laughs> right. I don't think I ever divulged any of this information to anybody because no, no, I never want I never want anybody to feel bad for me or yeah. ever write a sob story or anything like that. So right. Um so I'm at the house and uh I end up going to this pizzeria and uh they I didn't say anything about me being in a bad spot or anything, but they would give me slices of pizza and like nice. cook me up there and if I had something to eat. Um I ended up taking my bags. I got fed up with how I was being treated. Oh yeah. And why my mom why my mom wouldn't help me out or anything. So I put my clothes, um I put them in bags and I uh went to my parents' house. Mm-hmm. Who uh my, my when I say parents but my adoptive father and my mom who at this point moved to Sequoia. Mm-hmm. which is probably 10, 15 minutes outside Utica. Yeah. I had a uh, method uncle take me, coincidentally the one that I have a fight with. Uh, he dropped me off, which was nice of him. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had a one garbage bag full of everything I own. And I'm like, I'm like, look, man, I got a contract. I'm leaving from the Navy. I got like five months left. Yeah. I'll stay. I'll stay in the basement. Yeah. Just let me stay. It's a split level home. Like, yeah. there's technically no real basement, but I was like, I'll, I'll stay in the bedroom downstairs. Yeah, something. Like, Help me out, and then you'll never have to see me again. You'll never have to see me again. Just let me stay here for five months. I'll work. I'll pay you. I'll pay you rent while yeah. I'm here. Like, I'll find a job. You know, I've always found a job. Like, I'll do whatever. Yeah. Um. He said, fuck. He said, F you. Um, you know, we can't, he's like, we can't live together. And I'm sure for anybody, if there is anybody watching or, or if you're thinking, you're thinking, oh man, there's gotta be more to this story, man. There's gotta be more to the story. Well, who treats their kid like that? There's, there is not more to this story. Okay. Yeah. The more, the only, the only, the only more to the story is him and I didn't get along. Yeah. Okay. And that's it. That was it. It wasn't on drugs. Didn't, wasn't alcoholic, graduated high school. Yeah. Time to live. That's it. Yeah. Was, that was mine. It wasn't gangbanging. I wasn't doing anything dumb. Yeah. I was trying to figure it out without any guidance yeah. at 19 years old. So, so I'm 20 at this point. Um, I end up, uh, he ends up calling the state police on me um, without without even an argument ensuing. He tells me to leave. I'm like, no, yes, no I'm, I'm not accepting this type of treatment. I'm not leaving. Yeah. Let me talk to him, you know. So he goes back inside, okay, uses the cordless phone, calls the state police, has them escort me off the property. I end up going to um, my uncle and left at that point. So all I have was this garbage bag. I remember walking down the street. I just went to the parking lot of this place called Orchard Hall in Sequoia. Mm-hmm. Um, I sat there, which is historic, by the way. You can look it up. It's a, it's a historic place. It's been up since like the 1700s or something like that. It's a restaurant. It's a restaurant now. A lot of people say it's haunted, but anyway. So <laughs> nice. I am. So I'm down there sitting in the in the parking lot, just thinking about what the hell I'm gonna do for the next five months. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of time. So I go back down to this house that I was living in with no power or anything like that. Basically, become a squatter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't pay rent. What are you gonna do? I can't pay rent. So basically, become a squatter. And for those of you that know. Uh, the legalities of, of trespassing, which I know very well now, I'm doing my job, and we'll get into that. But yeah. um, 
once you've established residency, you can't just be thrown out and they need to evict you. So yeah. um, I said, you're going to have to evict me because I'm not sleeping on the street. Yeah. So basically became a squatter, couldn't pay rent. Uh, my recruiter didn't know that I was walking to the recruiting station every time. Once he found out, he took the gubby and picked me up. Oh, and he awesome. started taking me. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was a great guy. Um, I'm not going to drop his name on here, but he's uh, he's a chief now. Huh. Um, good dude. So uh, the aviation contract ended up falling through for ABH. So then, he, so then he's like, look, man, you want to be high speed, low drag? We got the job for you called master at arms i'm like oh what's that dude he's like it's uh he's like you're basically you know like base security and stuff like that i'm like does it get me out of here and he was like yep we got one billet open i was like give it to me yeah whatever whatever you got give it to me give it to me right so uh he gives me this job and uh at the time uh it was 2010 Mm-hmm. So I believe Obama was still in office at this point. Yeah, yeah. So you know, when and historically, when when the Democrats in office, they downsize the military. And, I mean, it's, it's what happened. So it's so it even harder to find a job at that point. So, so when something became available, I was like, "Dude, I don't care. Sign me up. I'll take it. Let's go." Yeah, yeah. So he signed me up, and I lived scraping. You know hanging out at the pizzeria until they give me slices or do I did whatever I had to do yeah. without burdening burdening anybody. Right. Um or feeling like I was burdening anybody for food. Right. Um and and I did other stuff that you know I'm not gonna I didn't nothing I wasn't hanging out with the wrong people or anything like that, but there were things I had to do to get food that I'm not proud of. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff like that that uh, had to get me through. So yeah. I had to do that, which, which makes me much more empathetic in my job now. Good. Um, oh, that's good perspective, so, man. And I uh, admitted to all that when I joined the police department. So it's not like it's nothing they don't know. Right. But I end up um, doing that um, and uh, knowing that if uh, something were to go wrong with that, I could mess up my whole chances of even getting in. Yep. So, so yeah. I ended up, uh, I only did that when I had to. And, um, well, how about, well, I mean, I once you up, find out that you get, you can get master at arms, I mean, do they have a timeline for when you're leaving or what, what's your new wait time? So at the time too, I had bad acne when I was a teenager, 18, 19 years old, 20 years old. And, uh, I got denied medically twice at MAPS because if your acne opens up cause you wear the vests and stuff like that, yeah, yeah. um, it cause an infection and then. You know, the VA doesn't want to pay people as it is. And they, they're looking ahead and they're like, this guy's going to make a VA claim. We're going to have to pay him for the rest of his life. Blah, 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 blah. Um, well, uh, and the third time, if you get denied the third time, that's it. There's no coming back. You're, you're barred. Jeez. So I remember coming back in the third time and the doctor's like, what branch are you joining? I said, the Navy. And he looked at me and he goes, and I said, look, man. And I basically, I, the people were standing behind me. And uh, I didn't give. I didn't care if I sounded like a beggar. I said, "Look, man, I got nothing. Yeah, I got absolutely nothing. If you don't help, if you don't approve this right now, I said I will be fine." I looked at him and said, "Look at me. I said I will be fine. If you don't approve this, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. Yeah. I'm living hor- I'm living horribly. Yeah, horrible." And he said, "Uh, 
he looked at me and I'm not even kidding. It's like a movie. <laughs> and I, I can't make any of this stuff up. Turns around, looks to the record. He sighs. He looks at me. Makes a little gesture with his mouth. Stamps it approved. Damn. I end up leaving it a real good. I'm like, yeah. Like, what wow, a relief. Dude. Yeah. What a relief. So I end up getting approved. Um, and that's, uh, that's it, man. I think like three months. I, I lived like that for like three more months. That's right. Yeah. Boot camp's like a resort by the time. Like, you, yeah. You get so done. I get, the, so I get, yes, seriously. So I get the boot camp, right? And, uh, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting breakfast, I'm getting lunch, you know, I'm getting dinner. Yeah. I'm like, this this is awesome. Everybody else is losing weight. I'm gaining weight. You know, yeah, it's like yeah. it's like this morning I had before. It's calories. Yeah. Um, I could yell that. I don't care. You know. Well dude, and then so, then like you get to A school at Lackland and like we always had problems with mold and roaches and stuff. Yeah. You're probably like, This is the cleanest yeah. place I've ever lived. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I got running water, I got I got yeah. hot water it's oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I had no complaints, man. You know, and um, so I uh, so I leave for the military. Finally, finally, oh, I'm on this plane. You know, everybody else is like, "Hello, my babies." You know, I'm I'm I just You're I'm by solo. myself. Man. Yeah, I'm flying solo. I hop on a plane. I'm leaving. I remember looking out the window. You know, thinking like, oh, "This is awesome." You know, I'm finally gonna have a roof over my head, running water, and like yeah. basic things that that take for granted. Yeah, yeah, people do, man. So, so we get to uh, we get to um, to Chicago, and uh, they take us over to boot camp. And you remember that where we stay up for like two or three days for yeah. the first couple of days overnight. Yeah, and uh, you know we're going, we're adjusting the military life and going through or whatever. So uh, we're in boot camp. I ended up um, I didn't have any uh, roles within the the section right uh but i ended up becoming the ship staff rpoc so i did do that okay so the uh ship ship staff remember were the ones that used to clean the the building where we call our ship so i was the rpoc of that and uh that was pretty interesting um the uh starboard watch messed up the watch bill one day and the wrong watch bill got sent to every compartment in the ship so while I was sick, you know how everybody gets like deathly sick. Oh, of course. Yeah. So I got, I got deathly sick and uh, I had to go around to every single compartment and get beat by every RDC. <laughs> and every, like, I think it was like five to 10 minutes in every compartment. Like all through. I got to the third floor until one of them felt so bad for me that they just told me to go back to my compartment. So I'm back in my compartment. Um, that happened. Uh, I always kind of felt because of, of work, it, it took me a while to get comfortable in social situations because of how used to the solitude I was and being on my own and not being able to relate to a whole lot of people. So I remember after boot camp, I, um, I went to, uh, a school, you know, where again, I was kind of like, you know, stayed to myself. I didn't go out in town with the rest of the guys and people. Yeah. I just stayed in my, stayed in my room afterwards, hung out. And, you know, I went to training like I was supposed to and did my thing and left. <laughs> it's my daughter, she calls you. Uh, ah. So, so I end up, sorry about that. Oh, all good, man. So, uh, 
Yeah, so I end up uh, getting through A school. Um, I leave there. I go to, they tell me I qualify for this program called uh, PRP. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they sell you on it, dude. You're like, oh, this sounds yeah. awesome. Where and allegedly like, we get steak and lobster and gourmet meals. Couldn't have been a bigger line of bullshit. Like, sir, I swear to God, they served pig's feet one time. <laughs> I'm just like, never mind. Yeah. They were like, yeah, man, you get steak and lobster, you get treated like a king. It's going to be great. It's going to be so much fun. So me, I'm 20 years old, you know, used to getting free slices of pizza whenever I could. I'm like, steak and lobster. Yeah, let's go. Let's yeah. do it. So sign me up, Make which I didn't have a choice for. What you remember, you don't have a choice anyway. If you qualify, you're going. You're either oh, going yeah. to, either going, stop. You're either going to Georgia or you're going to Washington State. She's lighting a, a lighter for her sad story. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so we get to, uh, to Washington State. I, uh, stop. I ended up, uh, first day, dude. First day of, remember, what do they call the training? With uh, or orientation, that's what it was. Yeah. The first day of court, the first day, I uh, I overslept my alarm and oh, showed no. up. I showed up probably in two hours after court started. Shit. I remember walking down to the quarter deck and I told him, I said, I'm in my NSUs because the first day was NSUs. And I said, I don't know where I'm supposed to go. Like I woke up yeah. late, I'm freaking out. And uh I was like, I don't know where I'm going, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. And he's like, uh I forget his name. He was like you you remember how they talked to us, you know? Was, oh was, yeah. Like, Marine, Marine Sergeant and MA two and he was like, Holy shit. Fucking Stephen Brown, all this stuff. He's you know, they chew me out. They walk me down to the Orp building. I get down there. And then that look, dude, like when you walk in the class and like everybody else is there on time, you're the only one that's oh, late. God. It's, like, everybody's it's a nightmare staring. scenario. I'll probably dream so about something like that tonight. A hole. They're staring a hole at me and they're like, that's him, dude. Like, that's the fuck up. You know, like that's like that's Man. that's the feeling I'm getting already. And I'm already like a little like awkward socially because of yeah, everything yeah. else that I just went through. And I'm just like, well, fuck. Well, I'm like, I don't want any friends anyway. Like, whatever. Yeah. So I sit down, <laughs> like, um, and uh, we start learning how to take apart the rifles a lot faster and all that. And the Marines are like, oh, I don't know how to do this. And you probably remember that. And, oh, like, of course. Yeah. And so, yeah. So, we, so I get through ORT. Um, I ended up going to uh, this division called Harbor Security. Because mm -hmm. they, they pull me to the side and they say, hey, can you swim? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, all right, go to Harbor. Just like that. Uh, wow. I don't know if that happened to you or if they asked you that. No, they sent our like, entire Harvard. class to Harbor for some reason. But, yeah. Yeah, they were like, can you swim? Nobody else can swim. We're going to Harbor. I was like, oh, I should have said no. But anyway, <laughs> so uh, I think, did, did we have to get second class phone calls? Was that a thing? Yeah, yeah. So I had to do that. I passed that, and then I was able to, to go to Harbor. So I went to Harbor. uh uh, I met this uh, few motivated people a few. in the Harbor Security Unit. Yeah, the few, yeah. the not so proud. Uh, the... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dude. And we we were the redheaded stepchild of the PRP program. Yes, we and, were. And um, 
I ended up. Uh, well, that's that's when my story started. And you, you, you know, you know my story there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think spreading my background a little bit might have explained why I acted the way I did at some points. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're telling me that now. It, like looking back, it's like okay, well, things make a lot more sense now. Yeah. Right. So uh, I, I just felt like an outcast for a long time until I was able to get over everything that I had been through before. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and then, uh, you know, there was one guy in particular and a couple, there are a couple people in particular that were extra assholes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then uh, I ended up getting my revenge on him and the Harbor Party. But, but and, uh, if you're not in Harbor, you don't know about the Harbor Party. Nope. But I'll never tell. <laughs> Nope. Mainly because I wasn't conscious for any of it that helps, but (laughs) people were running into bushes, getting arrested by the cops. Stop. Dude. And uh yeah, it was nuts. So uh you know, got DRB'd a few times, got some got got some character built in me. Yeah. Uh three times to be exact. I backed up a duty band into a uh the fence at the WSIF. And and I that's pretty much I standard. Broke, I broke the tail light cover because I was a third class at the time, and uh, I was the highest ranking person in the van. I ended up getting DRB'd for that because nobody was wearing their seatbelts. Uh, I think. Uh, do you remember? Do you remember Pena? Yeah, yeah, I remember him. So they knew they, the reason why they um, they knew they were wearing the seatbelts is because the. I think the OOD might have been outside or something when this was happening. Yeah. And, and Pena, I remember Pena being being wild. So he had his hands on the seats and he's like, Harper, Harper. He's like <laughs> doing that in the background. And uh, so, yeah, I ended up going to DRB. I think Pena got DRB for that too. But damn. So, uh, so yeah, we get, ended up getting huh. DRB for that. And then I got DRB for uh, what else? What else? Oh, the duty van door. Remember uh, the duty van door? Uh, <laughs> no, I don't think it was fucked. I mean, the whole van was fucked up by the time I left, but I don't remember what happened well, at the door. They were like, brown, you know, you, you slam the door and whatever, which I didn't slam the door. Was I irritated? Yes, but I didn't slam the duty van door. Yeah. And um, they were just, they were breaking my balls, man, one day, and I just, I really wasn't in the mood for it. Yeah. Um, I was getting drama back home even though they weren't really in my life anyway, you know, I was still salty about a lot of stuff that had happened Sure, yeah. back there. I, I'd let it go, but I, I felt lonely, man. Like I felt like I had no one, you know, I felt like I, but I didn't, I was by myself. So yeah, I was still going through those feelings of why, why does everybody else fit in so easily? And I don't, yeah, know, why do I man. feel, why, why do I feel so, I don't feel dumb or, out of place or anything. I just feel like I had issues fitting in with, I guess, the in, in people. But, um, so I ended up, I couldn't, you know, I just didn't want to deal with it one day. So, you know, I was, I was irritated. I remember freaking out over something that had something to do with a hot tray, which uh, everybody else yeah. thought was hilarious, you know, but I didn't think it was that funny. And, uh, yeah. then I get DRB for that. Um, and then uh, Chief was like, oh, we had enough of this guy. We're gonna, you know, because I just got labeled as a problem child, you know. And they ended up sending me over to Div, which I liked much better. Oh, um, fantastic. So I ended up going over to I missed some of the people. Um, yeah, I never yeah. had an issue with you. I never had an issue with you. 
Thanks. Um, and Pena, some of the other guys, but I ended up going over to Div, um, Bravo, Bravo Second Bravo. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I was in section with, um, oh man, Mr. Cook. Remember Cook? Uh, yeah, yeah, Ian Cook. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and uh, Brad, and Bradley. Yeah. The dude who got yeah. separated. Yeah. The wild kid. Yeah. What was his last name? Boy, I I don't know. If you said it, I'd be like, oh yeah, yeah. I, I don't. But yeah, I can't. Can't fucking remember now. Bradley. Yeah. Anyway, so all right, you go to Div. You like it? Yeah, so I, I go to Div. How much time? I end up making. Re- uh, oh, at this point, we're still on two year wars. Okay. So let's rewind a little bit. So before, I also. I, I was on a harbor boat one day, and we got the. They put it over the radio. They said, "Anybody who has two-year orders, be advised. You just got involuntary extended to four years." Oh. I think I had like six months left. Oh, six months no. left. I'm on, on the two forty. I'm on the gun. I got my Gentex helmet on. I walk over to the side of the boat, and I remember, aimlessly. Just, I just started kicking the side of the boat. Yeah. I was like, I was oh like, yeah, it's no, 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 get me out of here. Yeah. Because for those of you who wonder why, um, our duty, you know, it was a lot of hours. It was it was sea duty home. You know, you, you barely had any time off. Oh yeah, it, it was, was crazy hours. Crazy yeah. hours. Crazy hours. So. But I was still thankful for it. I wasn't unthankful. I didn't want to go home. I'd rather do that than nothing. Yeah. But I was a little, you know. Anyway, so I go to Div after the second DRB, um, which I remember Chief Turbofield came up to me afterwards. And he had he still wore red. Dress, <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> and he comes up to me and he goes, he puts his arm around me. He goes, remember how he used to talk? Yeah. He goes, hey, he goes, hey, and he was smoking a cigarette. He goes, hey, he goes, keep me fucking head up. And I'm like, why? And he was like, you know, I still wear red on my dress blues. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> it's like. Dude, what you did, nothing. If you weren't PRP, the normal Navy wouldn't even care about that. He's like, yeah, no. He's like, uh, he's like, I went to an officer's wedding and started a brawl. I, went to, <laughs> I got drunk and started a brawl. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he had the best fucking stories, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, so there was so I went to Div. I ended up making, um, honestly, some of the best friends. I've ever made in my life. Good, I'm still man. friends with them to this day. Uh, Good. Uh, Benoit and Arca. Justin Benoit and Justin Ar- and, and uh, Matthew Arca. Do you remember them? No, um, Arca was the uh, sarcastic Filipino, half Filipino guy. Uh, right. And uh, Justin Benoit was... A Filipino like, in the Navy. The story's already bullshit. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh... So I go to section. Uh, while I was in harbor, I, I got married because I was I was uh, twenty one. Uh, it's basically in your contract. If anybody's ever been in the military, it's basically in your contract that you have to get married and divorced at least once. Yeah, yeah, um, it seems that way. Or else you didn't truly experience the military experience. Uh, yeah. So throw that on top of the fact that I was lonely as shit. I had no friends. Um, I felt yeah socially outcasted in almost every situation. Yeah, tough. And I had real problems. So I was, uh, I wasn't sulking every day, but I'd be lying if I had a 
you know, if I said that I had issues relating to people, and I think that's what it was. We we like to hang out with people that we we relate to. Sure. Yeah. That's. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's, we tend standard. to gravitate towards people that we relate to. Yeah. I couldn't really relate to a lot of people, you know. Yeah, it's tough. Um. So, yeah. So I had all that going on, and I ended up meeting this girl, and um. We got married after like dating for like four months. We got married, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, so uh, she ends up moving in. Uh, we, we get an apartment off base, right? I'm living life big now. I'm already oh, yeah. in charge. I'm, off, I'm an E2. I'm living off base, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm paying uh, child support for my kid that's still in New York, mm -hmm. who is the one you just saw. Mm -hmm. um, she is uh, not working. My ex is not working. She was uh, trying, trying to get a free ride. Found that out after being with her for a little while. Use me as as a as a means. Uh, I know that you've seen that a few times, probably in your day. Yep. From the military, um, we have a term that I'm not going to say on here for those, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was, I was no stranger to hard work, man. So I was, um, I can say this now. I don't want to say it at the time when I was in Harbor because I don't want to get in trouble. But even when I was in Harbor, I, I was doing this. Um, I don't know if you remember me being really tired all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was really tired in section a lot. That's because on the weekends I got a side job working at Bistros. It was the uh, the bar out in town, oh, so I would get off work after a twelve hour shift. At what time did we probably got off? Sometime in the evening. Yeah, I would go yeah. straight from work, put on a security shirt, go straight to Bistros, work all night, and then go down to the pier and work in the morning. So on our seventy twos when we would work, I would be up for four days straight. Jesus, so I would, dude. I would, no wonder I would work all day work all night work all day work all night you know because i'm sure there were times you'd be like i would say things or do things and you guys would be like man this guy's i probably came off as a hothead to a lot of people yeah and uh well, i yeah, really you're irritable because really... you're not sleeping <laughs> well, uh, well on top of everything else and now i'm i'm much more grounded yeah yeah i think and stuff is you know almost 34 now so different but yeah it's yeah. uh you know, I had all that going on. I had a wife that wouldn't work and I had to work because the side job because of the child support and because I still had my student loans from Dive Academy. Jeez, so dude. I paid as an E2 paying all that stuff. I paid uh, um, $500 a month to the Dive Academy, which I was only getting like $700 a paycheck. I oh, think yeah. like like something maybe with even with bh yeah, so i was a lot. yeah so my 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 income every month was uh, probably to take home under 300 dollars. so i had to get a job working at this place and doing security work and that pretty much paid for my groceries and nothing else Jeez. and uh, i didn't i didn't tell any of you guys about this at the time but that's what i was doing i'd work a 12-hour shift i'd work at bistros all night go go to the pier meet you guys work a 12-hour shift go work at bistros all night on saturday work all day on Sunday, get off on Sunday and be off Sunday night finally. So I'd be up for three days with no sleep on every three-day weekend that we worked. We worked a 3-2-2-3, so I did that every other weekend. Um, Jesus, dude. And it was rough. That's, and that's how I got the nickname Sleepy Brown. Yeah. I don't know if you ever heard that when I was in, when I was in section because <laughs> I, I didn't want to tell my superiors because I didn't want to get in trouble. Right. But I also – and I also didn't want to – you can't tell them, well, I've got financial – things going on because right. then they'll, they'll put you yeah yeah it's a PRP, big they'll put you PR, 
they'll put your PRP down. They'll tell you, they can tell you to do whatever they want. So they can tell you not to work the job, which inevitably ended up happening um, yeah. because I couldn't handle the hours. Uh, but I, I did that for like two, for over a year, probably a year and a half. I lived like that for a year and a half. Um, That's awful. And, yeah, so uh, when everybody else is, you know, drinking and all this, yeah, that's that's what, that's, that's what I was doing. That's what I was doing. So uh, maybe that explains some, the way yeah, I acted. Yeah, explains a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so dude. I end up, I end up uh, doing that for for a little while. Uh, my ex and I get divorced. Um, I obviously don't have money for attorneys, so I figured this shit out on my own. I read it, printed out the paperwork draw up my own separation agreement represented myself and uh got her to, i took her i took her out the applebee's and butted her up and got her to sign it uh she signed it uh i got no and paying alimony we're only married a couple years a year maybe a year a year and a half so it was just a simple separation annulment type agreement um it was over with good no kids or anything like that. Um, so then I was a free man. I was a free man. Thank God. So after she moved out, um, I ended up, uh, and she worked part-time in the mall. And, oh, she did uh, was get cheap. a job. Good for her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. She did end up getting a job part-time like two days a week. So I, it was a little bit of help towards the ramp or whatever. Yeah. So I ended up, Matthew, so Arca and Benoit were trying to get out of barracks. So, uh, we ended up becoming best friends, man. They moved in, and for the first time, I think ever, I had like really close friends. That's and awesome. it felt it felt it felt good, dude. And we yeah. we called the we called the apartment the Lions Den, and uh, <laughs> we uh, we kind of yeah, so we kinda, we kind of uh, you know straight masking the house, everything in the house just masculinized. I'm not really the term I'm looking for, but it was just straight testosterone, dude. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and then, uh, you know, we, um, we ended up, uh, it was amazing time in my life. Yeah. We ended up, uh, it, my life started to get better. I still had zero money. Okay. Yeah. And that, so I don't have hey, money, you know, but, like I would, but I would take, I'd take whatever money I had. And, uh, man, we would get on the Bainbridge ferry. We'd go to Seattle and we would party, God. dude. Every 72 we had, we would go out. I had people to party with now. So we yeah, were partying. Yeah, got, got um, Finally. Yeah. Yeah. So we'd go out there. We'd hang, I'd hang out with Billingsley and Salazar a lot, which I did when I was in Harbor section, by the way, I take that back. They were actually my first friends there. Yeah. Um, but, um, awesome, man. So we end up going out there partying and uh, just living life. And uh, we end up, uh, it's when I seriously got into kickboxing at that point. Nice. Um, and martial arts is what actually changed my life. That's great. Dude. Martial arts, martial arts um, is something that is, there's a certain grit. All pro fighters have a history. Yeah, yeah, you know they come they come from something that gives them a fire that can't be taught, right. and I got into it, hit the ground running. That's awesome. Uh, and it's and it was like everybody's like, well, going to the gym is my therapy. I think it sounds really cliche at this point because a lot of people say it. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, it, of course they do. It was, um, you know, I was never really like a big. I think this is the first time I've ever sat down in front of somebody and told my whole story. <laughs> but I've, I've like I've like seriously I've I'm, I think I've missed a few parts but 
Now like when I was in uh, when I was in A school, I uh, or boot camp. We graduated boot camp and and uh, November, so it was during um, Thanksgiving, okay. and uh, my mother actually traveled to go see me graduate. Wow! And so I didn't have anybody except for her there. Yeah. Um, my adop- my adoptive father didn't show up. My real father didn't show up. Nobody showed up. So uh, cup of tea. <laughs> so she comes there to see me. Everybody else is taking all the money that they got in boot camp because they didn't spend any other paychecks, you know. So you know, you know, right. boot camp, you all of their money. They're buying phones and they're doing this. Oh, of course. It's two thousand ten. So yeah. You know, back then, you know, they got the blackberries, whatever. They got the, whatever. Yeah, whatever. So yeah, so I end up going, and if you graduate during Thanksgiving, they give you three days, a couple of days to go stay out in town in the hotel. You can stay with your family. Right. Um, so I end up staying in a hotel with my, which I had to pay for. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom didn't have any money either. So I paid for the hotel for her, paid for the hotel for me. And uh, we end up, we're like, okay, I'm going to go get ready for Thanksgiving dinner, you know, and wear my NSUs. So I uh, I go to her room, and uh, my mom's mom and I have never been super close anyway, and it's yeah. uh, she's kind of a little you know yeah. she's normal but not not really. So yeah. you know, it's, so I um I go in there and she's crying. I'm like, what are you crying about? Are you okay? She's like, yeah. no. I'm like, you know, I saved up money for for months for me to come here and she graduate, and and I was gonna, you know. I saved up money, enough money to go back, but um, my adoptive father at the time had taken the money that she saved, but without her knowing, and gambled it all away. So she didn't have any money to get home. Um, what a great guy! So she had, all she had money for was to get there, and that was it. Which wow. for me, which for me, even now, and I make six figures now, but he, but even but even even um, even now, going through everything I've gone through. Yeah. The only thing I care about is respect from somebody. That's it. I don't care about love. I don't care about. I'd rather be respected than loved any day of the week. Um, I, I, thinking about somebody and how they're, how it's going to affect them before you make a decision. Yes. It's called it's called respect. Yeah. And that guy had no respect for anybody but himself. No. And he's he's since changed, and people do change, and I do recognize that. Yeah. But we still don't really have a strong relationship or anything. Yeah, it's a lot to um, overcome to have that relationship even be functional, let alone strong. Um, so, so, uh, so we end up going, and I'm sorry, I'm rewinding a little bit here. Oh, um, good. There's a lot. So, remember, this is just after I graduated. This is before A school, before Harvard, before all that. Right, right. So I end up going. I end up going to uh, Thanksgiving dinner, um, and. Uh, so all the money that I made in boot camp, I spent on a hotel room for my mom and I, uh, and Thanksgiving dinner. And I took her into the aquarium in, in Chicago and paid for it. And I was, I was, uh, I only had about $300 left by the time I was done, but and we, only, we only did, we didn't have that much. It was only yeah. a couple grand and yeah. you can spend a couple grand pretty Easy. easily in Chicago. I mean, it was, yeah. So it was, we did a few, we did a few things. Um, and regardless of our, history and her letting her treat her her husband treat me a certain way yeah i put all that aside and you know i tried to show because she had drove all the way out there i i 
respected that and i was like you know so i wanted to show her a good time so i, I took her around mm-hmm. um and we, we did a few things i went to the aquarium i took her to a nice thanksgiving dinner i was like pick wherever you want to go we can go there so we ended up going to this hotel thanksgiving dinner place and uh I remember they they brought the bill and uh this was this was actually before I found out that he had gambled the money away because I found out after the first night, oh, um, and she goes before after I don't remember. but anyway she puts the bill down and she goes Chris I can't pay this the bill ended up being like six hundred dollars seven hundred she's like I had no idea that that they charged this much I had no idea it was going to be this expensive. The ultimate, so I, I, I forgot my wallet. <laughs> yeah, Whoa. so I ended up, paying, I paid the bill. Um, I paid the bill. Um, Whatever, because I've never had money. So yeah, money, money to me wasn't as important because I knew I could live just fine without it. So yeah. $700, $700 was just, it might as well have been construction paper. Yeah. With the drawing, like <laughs> whatever. I, I didn't have this money two months ago. Who gives a shit? I'm going to my nice command. I'm going to get free meals there too. Who cares? Yeah. So yeah. I paid for the meal. We ended up going to the aquarium. Um, and that's before she left. After we graduated, um, I slipped about three hundred and fifty dollars in her purse, so she had money to drive home Damn. and eat and eat. So. My brother was also with her. Sorry, my brother came with her. Oh, okay. Cool. So, yep, yep. So, uh, they so they had money to get home and eat. I ended up going to my A school, and then the rest of the other stuff happened. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but then, okay, but then, like, with, uh, you know, you're at Washington, you get extended for four years. Uh, I take it you did not re-enlist. You're getting into martial arts now? Oh, you did? I did re-enlist. I did re-enlist. So I ended up there because I still didn't have money. Money saved. Um, I basically sent the, I spent the first four years in the military trying to just get a base at life and start yeah. out. I still had no idea what I wanted to do when I grew up. Right. I still had no idea how to save money about finances, about the stock market, about how to, uh, you know, how to, um, how to, how rich people get rich. Yeah. Yeah. How does that shit work? How does that work? exactly? And that was the question I had, with no guidance. Yeah. And I was so, I was so, and I've never brought up my story to anybody in the harbor section or in the sections really because I never wanted to be looked down upon. I never wanted to be like this guy was homeless. Like he yeah. has a shitty family. He's got, you know, his dad's a felon in prison and. My uncle got picked up by the U.S. Marshals twice before I was 13 in my front porch. Like, I used to, like, I used to, like, I didn't want anybody to think anything different of me. I wanted to, I just wanted to fit in, man. Like, I just wanted to just, you know, be part of the group and whatever. So I just kind of went along with it and, you know, that was that. But, But my thing was, is if I didn't like you, I could never fake it. Yeah, yeah. That's all right. Yeah, never, we're not asking you to play poker for fuck's sake. Like, I can never pick. That's what yeah. I think. So, uh, so yeah, man, I tried to figure it out, and um, I, we lived in the Lions then for for a while. There you go. Um, I didn't renew the lease there. The Benoit and Arkham went back to the barracks. We continued to be friends. 
I continued on my martial arts journey at Hybrid MMA, which is in Bremerton, Washington. Nice. Um, I ended up competing, and then I started doing sanctioned fights, and it was, the rest is just history. I mean, I've got photographer photos and yeah, and everything throughout the years. Um, That's great. And I've even evolved now. So, but anyway, I end up uh, I end up not renewing the lease. I'm still in Washington State um, through martial arts and bistros i met a lot of civilians i had a lot of civilian friends i had a civilian friend group that i was very close with and i moved in i moved in with this guy named victor who got me into martial arts um he's the one that kind of prompted me into going to a gym and trying it out and uh me and victor became roommates with this other random guy named joey the three (laughs) of us lived in a house we're all completely different unlike me arkham Noir, joey was I don't know. He's just kind of like his life is perfect. You know, his parents own the house. We lived in Paul's boat. His parents own the house. You know, Joey never has anything to worry about. He's got a perfect family. And you know what? I know some really cool down to earth people like that. Yeah. That have a good family and they have good parents and don't have to worry about that stuff. I know some really cool people that are of good character Mm -hmm. that come from those backgrounds. Yeah. Absolutely. That are not bratty, that are not bratty and they act right, okay? But mm-hmm. um, we're just, you know, it's different, you sure. know? So, so I lived with him and he's, he's like a, you know, feel the burn Bernie Sanders type. I guess, I guess that's the best way to, to describe him, right? Yeah. And uh, me and uh, me and Victor and him all lived in the house. It's some very interesting moments in the house. Uh, yeah, I was, I always had a side job when I was active duty. So I went from working at Bistro's. I told me I couldn't work there anymore. I got a side job delivering pizzas. Oh, I bought my first vehicle. Bought my first truck at 22 years old. Uh, nice. It was a uh, second vehicle. Sorry, because the Ford Explorer was my first. It was a Chevy Silverado. Um, it was almost 10 years old, and it had 168,000 miles on it. Hey, it's an improvement from the Explorer. You know, it's, uh, it's a good one. But I had awful credit, and I had to go somewhere where they would approve pretty much anybody. Yeah. And yeah. I had a, I had an interest rate of like twenty nine percent. It was like twenty nine point nine. Shit. <laughs> Whoa. So, I, yeah. So I ended up taking that. I was like, "Fuck it, I need a car, man. I need a way to get to work." God so damn, I didn't know payday loan companies did car loans. That's yeah. Amazing. So when I was when I was uh, in Harbor, actually, that black truck that I had, yeah, that's what I was paying. And uh, it was so damn, it was only like 10 grand. It was only like eight, it's probably like 8,000 in that truck, I think. It was, <laughs> but with, with with the interest and everything, I, it was like 13 because, oh, yeah, because of yeah, everything, you know. So, so I, I bought that before I got my divorce, whatever. So I moved myself from the apartment in Silverdale to Victor's house over in. Polsbo and Joey's house. Um, I get a job working at Viking Pizza. Remember that? Yeah, Polsbo? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Viking Viking Pizza, I was delivering pizzas. And uh, I had almost no off days because all my off days, I would be delivering pizzas. Of course. And uh, I did that for extra money to keep myself afloat. Yeah. Um, things started to get a little better for me at that point. At the, for the first time in my life, I was so excited because I had an extra $200 every two weeks to, that I didn't have to pay on bills or anything. Yeah. To me, that was amazing. It was so oh, yeah. much money. I was like, wow, I'm yeah. going to be rich, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, I it, eventually. You know? 
happens. Call my mom and tell her I made it. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. So, Damn, dude. so I ended up doing that for a while. Um, still paying child support. Um, I end up uh, reenlisting. Um, I went to, so I wrote it out and did until I reenlisted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I went to Yorktown Naval Weapons Station over here in Virginia, which is where I'm at now. Oh, all um, right. Okay. That's how you the Newport up, News, up in Newport News. Uh, and uh, the LE side of the house as an MA was much kinder to me. Um, I ended up hitting the ground running. Uh, as third class, I ended up getting... Um, this may sound some of the lingo. If anybody's no, never I've been in the Navy, I throw you off. Maybe you can help me translate. You'll yeah. get it. But yeah. as an MA3, um, I got uh, century qualified and patrolman qualified in under a month. That's awesome. Um, I ended up getting um, chief of guard qualified, um, and I ended up getting uh, watch commander qualified as third class. They That's wouldn't fantastic. let me stand it. No, of course not. Yeah, they yeah. never do. <laughs> because I was a third class. Um, but I ended up picking up patrolman. I, I, I ended up that's where I figured out what I wanted to do with my life. That's what's up. So when I when I went through Evoc and all that stuff, it's not anything like being like a regular cop. I guess it's a lot different. It's more of, I think of MAs as more like upgraded security. It's like, yeah. that's not regular security. It's like, it's like high level security with um, like limited law enforcement powers. Right, right. You, know, you don't have full law enforcement powers, but you, you do have limited law enforcement powers. Right. So I ended up doing that. Um, I ended up uh, picking up E5, right around five, five and a half years. I put on ME2. I started standing watch commander. Me and another guy pretty much ran a section together. Uh, he stood watch commander, and I, or I stood it. Either one of us stood it, and we, we kind of did everything. We did, I did the watch bills. I did. Mm-hmm. I dealt with the DOD security. I, I dealt with the days off. I dealt with awesome, man. You know, gathering a section. I was I filled the E6 billet. Yeah. Much different than how I was in PRP. When I got yeah. there, um, I felt more, you know, I felt like, uh, I just, I, I just, I did a lot better. Dude, PRP like, is a, a, a pressure cooker in terms of like emotions and attitudes yeah. and everything else. Like it's just, well, it's so toxic. That, but it, it, exactly. But at this point, you know, four years in, I've had times to let my emotions settle. I've had times to, I've had a little bit of time to grow up. Which I wasn't growing up. I was only like 24 years old, but still, you know, I was still, yeah, yeah. I had time to grow up a little bit. I had time to get a little bit more mature. Um, and then when I got there, you know, I said I hit the ground running. I got all my qualifications um, and became a watch commander, which as an MA, uh, E5 and E6, that's your job. Yep. I mean, it, really, it's an E6 job, you know, but if you're an E5, sure. getting, groomed, getting groomed to be an E6, watch commander is what you're doing. So, yep. um, let me plug this in. Who's about to die? Oh, yeah. So my first eval, when I get there, most of the time when you get to Newport, you either get a non-observed or you get a promotable. Yep. Um, and that's and that is because it's for those of you who are in the Navy, that is a um, 
that's really more for your supervisors than it is for you because for them to pick up for the chiefs to show that they're progressing sailors they have to actually show on paper that they're progressing sailors so yeah. they give you a fee and then they say well he came here and he had a promotable ebo now he's got an mp now he's got an ep we're, we're, we're progressing him up a ladder right so my first my first eval was an mp um my yeah. first eval as an e5 i got uh the number when you're base security you get rated against everybody on the base not just the mas right it's right. everybody on the that base so i got the number two i got the number two mp on base i was like a four point something eval Hell yeah, dude. Um, i was much more focused and less angry at the world at this point so i yeah. uh had nothing else in my life but to focus on my job so that's all it is focus on my job yeah, and uh, it was an outlet and mma and i was still into martial arts um which again was helping me cope with everything so yeah um, so i ended up doing that um i'm liking it uh i know what i want to do when i get out and i just prepared for that so i worked at papa john's and domino's domino's first then i left and went to papa john's because the money was better there you go um yeah yeah so i ended up uh no i worked for domino's until i got into an accident and then I, uh, because of the accident, Domino's, they have like a really strict pizza delivery. Oh yeah. So, so I ended up, um, not being able to work there. So I went to Papa John's who apparently doesn't, doesn't care. Yeah. They don't do a background <laughs> check into your pizza yeah. delivery history. So it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I went and worked there, uh, worked for this guy named John up in Newport news Josh and, Walker. uh, for, yeah. For the last two and a half years that I was active duty, um, I got a total of, and I counted it, it may have been 15 days off. In about two and a half, three years. The last two and a half, three years. That is it was 15 wild. days. Yeah. Damn. No vacations. No vacations. No getaways. No Jeez, time off. No partying. I mean, Every once in a while, I was able to get a drink when I was at a day off, but yeah, yeah. So but it was, uh, yeah, Holy yeah. So God. I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, you talked about like you knew what you wanted to do when you got out. So you're right, like, so already that's, well, that's what I'm getting at. So I'm working at it, right? And I know I want to go to Virginia Beach. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I love Virginia Beach because Benoit had gotten stationed down here. Remember my old roommate? Uh, Oh, yeah, at yeah. this point, so Benoit, Benoit had been stationed down here in Virginia Beach, and I was visiting him whenever I could. And uh, I'm like, man, this place is this place is pretty cool, you know. I want to live here. I don't want to go it's back nice. to New York. There's nothing for me in New York. There's nothing for me there. Yeah. There's nothing really for me um, uh, in Newport News either. So I'm like, well, well, screw it, man. You know, I'm gonna try to get down there. So I ended up applying about to Virginia Beach Police Department probably a year and a half before I got out. Mm -hmm. um, which I can tell you, uh, the process for becoming a police officer was way harder than joining the military. Oh, I bet. Yeah. It that's was, what I hear from everyone, and that's been true for decades. <clears throat> it was definitely an experience. I mean, they do a lot from the 56-page questionnaire to the polygraph where they strap you up like a criminal and ask all these questions and about your questionnaire you know where you have to Jeez. disclose everything you've ever done and, and yeah it's 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 wild damn dude 
but and it's and it's all these extra checks and uh, you get assigned a detective that does a background check into you and all this stuff yeah so we ended up i ended up applying i was lucky enough to get in on the first try um and with all the money I had saved, I was able to buy my first house in Virginia. At this point, I had worked on my credit. I'd paid off my student loans. That's awesome. On my, on my own and uh, working side jobs and do whatever I had to do. And uh, I ended up uh, buying my first house down here and not having to turn that back on. <laughs> Brooklyn. <laughs> so I ended up uh, buying my first house down here. Nice. And then um, I moved in, and I had six months in between getting off active duty in the police academy. Oh, jeez. Another gap. So I had oh. to pay child support, mortgage, and all my bills. And at this point, my other daughter was born, which I'm a seven-year-old. Yeah, yeah. Holy crap, dude. What, what do you end so, up doing? So for six months, I had I had all that going on. So I ended up uh, going to college and using GI Bill money to pay my mortgage. There you go. Um, and uh, it had to be resourceful. So I did all that. Um, ended up getting into the police department, passed the academy, and the rest is history, man. Um, That's awesome, man. Got married, got married again, going through another divorce right now. Oh, <laughs> You like getting married. Uh, You're like a celebrity or something. <laughs> I know. We're going to end up buying another house. <clears throat> so I own a couple houses here in Virginia Beach now. I'll rent out the other one. Oh, that's great, dude. And, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to keep that as a rental property just because I want somebody else to pay my mortgage for me. Of course. And, uh, it's uh, when I retire, it's almost like a second income because all yeah. the money will be, you know, the house will be paid off and I won't have to pay mortgage on it. So. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we usually wrap things up with, uh, you know, if someone was looking to join the military now, what advice would you have for them? Somebody's looking to join the military now, I would, I would say, uh, first of all, first and foremost, go to medical for every single thing that you ever get involved in. Yeah, uh, good advice. VA processes. I wish somebody had sat me down and told me that, um, when I came in. I know we did. Um, if you decide the military is not for you, you know, I did two enlistments, but do four and get out. Do four and get out. Yeah. And, um, you know, go find something you want to do. Um, I'm much happier being out of the military. Um, yeah. If you don't have any, if you don't have anything or any plan with your life, go do it. Being again, getting that veteran status is pretty cool. Getting it, you know, Big time. you don't have to pay. Right, your VA loans are very helpful. You don't have to pay PMI and all that stuff. Yeah. Um. Show up on time and <laughs> don't be like me, man. Don't show up late your first day of work. Oh boy, yeah, that's a that's a rough feeling. That's a tough one to overcome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, dude, yeah. I like I'm. Not only do I appreciate you giving you giving me your story, but like. I feel honored, man. I, I really, I didn't honestly didn't know all that about you. And, uh, it makes, it's, it's a lot of stuff where I'm, I'm thinking back now, you know, 10 plus years ago, I'm going, Oh, okay. Yeah. That all makes sense now. Now, now I get it. And, uh, 
Uh, thank you so much for for coming on, carving time. Because uh, I mean, you're a police officer. You're training at an MMA gym. I mean, you got a ton of stuff going on. So carving out time for me, really appreciate it. And uh, telling me all about your life. I appreciate it. And then my my daughter that I was paying child support for, I have full custody of her now. So she lives with me awesome, full time. Yeah. My life so really great. turned out great, but it took a long time to get to this point. You had to work your balls off but, for um, it too. Yeah. Like, hard work I, pays off. Kind of to get it all out because I've never told my full story. So damn dude. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, look at, you know, you're working your ass off. Look at where you're at now. I, I kind of coasted and uh, I'm renting. So there you go. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, uh, Hey, it was awesome talking to you. I love being on the podcast. My phone is still going down on battery. It's at 2%. It's about to die on you. Oh shit. Well, we wrapped up just in time, you know, it's a, it's a cosmic yeah. force. But, uh, dude, I, again, appreciate it so much. And, uh, yeah, love to, uh, love to come down to Virginia beach, maybe go catch uh, David tell in September. So, <laughs> oh yeah. Hell yeah. You better be down here. We're doing it. I'm planning for it. So. All right, man. Let's Sounds good. All right. Oh. Have, <laughs> have a good night, All right. man. I'll talk to you later. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Thank you.